Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. My colleague and friend is Bruce Aldrich. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group, and I publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. One of the things I also do is contribute to a site called RV Travel, and its publisher is Chuck Woodbury. And Chuck and I have been friends for, oh gosh, 35 years, maybe longer. And um, Chuck let me know a while back that beyond uh, the great content on the site and the two weekly newsletters and the daily tips the site provides, um, it now has a uh, just a debuting podcast. Uh, and our guest today is the, the gentleman who's doing the podcast, and it's Scott Lindell. And Scott, welcome. Welcome to a podcast. We appreciate it. It's our first time we've ever been a podcast interviewing another guy from a podcast. So that's a new one for us. But welcome to our podcast. Yeah, looking forward to talking with you both. Uh, For the record, L-I-D-E-N is is how you pronounce it. Uh Um, And uh, yeah, it's... uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a couple episodes under our belt already, and looking forward to more and more of that. There's so much to be to be done in the in in the world of RVing, and uh, especially now where there's so many people who are uh, um, trying it for the first time. And as a former teacher, uh, oh, I guess I'm still teaching every day. Um, that is probably the most exciting part about it for me is trying to help people have more fun and uh, enjoy their RV experience a little bit more. What is your background in terms of RVing? Um, I've been reading a little bit about your bio, but where what has the RV world meant to you through the years, and, and how have you done it with family or friends or as a solo RVer? What's your background? Well, it's, it's kind of funny how I've ended up in this place, but uh, everything I do ultimately drives me pardon the pun, drives me to what I'm doing now. Um, I got I got into RVing as a an, an avid angler and hunter. Yes. So I would I would travel the country to fish and hunt. Um, my day job is making a TV show about that kind of stuff. So that was kind of my introduction was enjoying it as a hobby and then as a tool for my television work out of that i um i've been a freelance magazine writer for uh seriously for about 10 years and uh out of that came a chance to start writing for some of the rv publications and out of that, uh, Chuck reached out to me and said, why don't you write for us? And I said, yeah, what you really need is a podcast. There you go. Uh, and yeah. and I'd, been, I'd been doing one in my, you know, my outdoor fishing and hunting world. And before that, I'd done uh, radio shows for Field and Stream and Outdoor Life magazine for 15 years. I thought it was uh, natural, and it, it seems to have really struck a chord. There's a lot of podcasts out there in any number of topics, but uh, as you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, uh, I take a kind of a different approach to podcasting. I try to respect my viewers' intelligence, my listeners' intelligence, and cover topics that are of interest to them instead of what's of interest to me. Yes. I just read uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, that there's been some discussion uh, about how many podcasts there are, and somebody said two million, and then they, that was dismissed because it's there have been two million podcasts, but 
many of those podcasts had one episode or they're no longer um, podcasting. So that, uh, currently there's about, they've come to realize about 800,000 current podcasts in the United States. So it's ever expanding, which will lead, which leads us into the, the RV world. Um, when RVers are traveling or they're in their campsites, um, what, what have you found so far that are they listening while driving? Are they listening while they're relaxing? Uh, have you had any feedback so far on, on where your listeners are and, and what kind of demographics you have? Well, the, the feedback's been very positive. Um, I think because we're, we're really ringing the bell of a lot of folks. Granted, the RVer demographic is a little older than, than most. And, and a frame of reference that, that I've found quite useful is anybody over age 45 is used to talk radio. They grew up on it. They, they, they're probably still following it to a great degree. The f- format of the RV travel podcast is much the same. It comes out of the, you know, the grounding I have of the, the baked in uh, need to, to cover topics that are important, keep the pace moving and that sort of thing. So what we hope, um, once all the distribution uh, angles are exploited is exactly what you first said, James, and that is we're going to uh, we're going to provide a listening experience when people are driving down the road and they're tired of listening to something else on their radio in their RV, they can pop on the RV travel podcast and, and learn something that will probably help them either during the drive or when they get to where they're going. Are you going to talk about topics? Are you going to have guests? Are you going to have callers? What type of format is it? The answer is yes, 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 and yes. Um, readers of the RVTravel.com uh, and website are chiming in, both uh, audio and uh, via Facebook pages. We do a lot of that. We do surveys, and then we get comments from people on the surveys. Uh, have two or three guests who call in every week on the podcast trying to keep it lively, trying to keep it positive, trying to keep it helpful. And so my goal is to find experts in their field who can clue us into how to have a better mechanical experience, how to have a better um, travel experience. But my other goal is to try and help people find places to go that they might not have thought of so that they have a, you know more choices in a time when uh, campgrounds are becoming more crowded, and uh, it's a little bit harder to make a reservation at some of them. I wonder, are you going to do a podcast at some point on gross vehicle weights and towing capacities and loads and levels? And that stuff, to me, is is over my head. So you you probably know about it, or you'll have experts that can, can instruct people on that. I've been a half-assed RVer for 30 years but I'm just a music major, so all that stuff goes right over my head as well. Oh, good. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but we have dozens of folks who write for RVTravel.com who are experts in all of that. And so one of the sources for a lot of my interviews is that roster of expert writers. And uh, so far, we've already had people dealing with electrical issues, with campground reservations, with um, with uh, accessories for your tow vehicle, 
uh, a little bit of everything that uh, that can probably make an RV trip more fun, safer, and uh, less prone to breakdown. So we'll we'll address those issues. You bet. Yes, there's. Uh, I'm sure there's a myriad of things that people new new RVers don't even know what to ask or don't know what the problems might be, and you can go into all the the helpful tips. Well, I'll tell you, that's interesting you bring that up. I just had that discussion again with Chuck not a half hour ago. Uh, Chuck and I talk a lot about this kind of stuff because there is, you know, uh, there are 2 million new RVers on the road these days compared to a year or two ago. And they are much like I still am in that, my gosh, you can't even get an owner's manual for some of these new RVs. They don't publish them anymore. They tell you to go online, and you go online, and most of the time, the stuff you really want to know about isn't covered in there. So somebody's got to help them in one way or another, and that's really one of the goals of the RV Travel Podcast. Let's let's give everybody of every ability level, of every experience strata, something useful every week on the podcast. Yeah, I think Chuck, uh, you know, I, Chuck and I have been friends, as I mentioned, for many, many years. And one of the things that has come up in recent years, which uh, one more reason why I respect and admire my friend is he's, he's been one of the few people in the industry that has taken on the industry with, uh, you know, uh, lemon law, lemon laws and things that, you know, people are having huge, uh, issues with motorhomes and, and the problems don't get fixed or there's no one to go to and the quality control has been off with many manufacturers and you know Chuck and I have talked a few times about this and and I, I'm assuming that that'll be one another area that you guys will cover because it just seems to be uh, as Chuck has written about and others have written about on rvtravel.com uh, the the quality control is is just not very good in the industry. Don't get me started, or we'll be here for another couple hours. <laughs> okay, just like <laughs> okay. Chuck. But yep. you know, you know, one one of the many reasons Chuck Chuck Woodbury and I get along so well is uh, when I left Sacramento, uh, the first thing I did was uh, decontaminate myself from the from the world of politics, and then the second thing was I started the business newspaper up here in Bend, Oregon, and so I I have a business and a journalism background. Yes. And Chuck does too. And and it and and what really attracted me to Chuck as a partner for this, uh, because I had lots of choices. Um, but Chuck's uh more objective, more third party, more arm's length relationship with the industry is what really tripped my trigger. And yeah, we'll do some of that. Uh if we can serve our view, our I keep saying viewers. I That's apologize. Okay. Our our listeners. If we can serve our listeners, for example, uh, we had a talk about a tire problem, uh, massive, you know, recall level tire problem. Um, couldn't figure out a way to serve listeners except by making them aware that there was a recall out there. So, you know, we might do that, but just to drag somebody over the coals for the fun of it doesn't serve anybody except our own egos. And that's one thing, like I said, this is not about me or Chuck. It's about the listeners and the readers at RVTravel.com and what they want. And we know what they want. 
We talk to them every day. I mean, it 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 is important for everybody who's in this world, uh, just like in the days when magazines and newspapers did it. They have their finger on the pulse of their audience, and and we do that every day. I think uh, one of the things I I wouldn't have thought about, but when you read the website uh, with the addition of of Gail, uh, Chuck's partner, and and Chuck's daughter, Emily, uh, adding new components to the site, uh, it's taken it into areas like recipes or uh, things like that, that, you know, people who are, obviously, if you're in an RV, many people are cooking, so the... The diversity of the website, if you will, if I can still okay to use that word, uh, has expanded quite a bit, too, into areas that I would have never thought about. And as a contributor to the site, too, I read other areas. And the interest in some of those articles and the interest in, in your uh, the podcast, I think, will be um, exponential because it just covers so many people. And more people are RVing, more people are doing different things in their RVing, in their RVs. And so I just think the the uh, opportunities are almost endless to take it in all different kinds of directions. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. And, and, and here's, you know, what I got, when, when I got into the TV business, um, fading away was a, a format and everybody had one in every market. There was a, uh, TV show that covered, you know, covered uh, lighter and lifestyle-oriented subjects in what what used to be called a magazine format. You know, it had three or four main topics and a little bit of everything else. And so, in any given thirty-minute episode, there was something for everybody. Pod podcasts are the living, breathing 21st century version of that because not only can you find something in almost any podcast of interest to you, and that's my goal as producer, but you can go back and cherry-pick the stuff you want anytime. You can listen to episode 32, uh, you know, two months after it was published. Or you can listen to a part of episode 10 because that's the part you're really interested in without listening to the other parts. So it's, it is the ultimate, you know, every listener is a program director. Yes, that's true. Hey, Scott, on a different note, I'm curious, you were, um, you said several years of RVing. What type of yeah. RVs did you own and why? Why was that whatever you had good at that time? Versus, you know, I mean, well, talking fifth, <laughs> fifth wheel versus a trailer versus an RV versus yeah. whatever you had. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm kind of a wonk about that kind of stuff. And, you know, when you start out, of course, you buy the cheapest trailer you can buy. Typically. And then you put up with it. Yeah, so I, I started with a little 15-foot kit companion that was probably obsolete, probably a fire hazard. And uh, <laughs> I'm surprised it, it never fell off its wheels and passed me on the downhill drive. So, you know, I had a bunch of everything except a fifth wheel and a motor coach. Um, I, I've been lucky enough because of my day job in the television world to uh, be given a whole bunch of RVs. So over the years, I totaled up, I think, 12 or 13 different oh my, rigs of various great. sorts. Wow. Yeah. And, and they all have their advantages, and they all have their disadvantages, and I'm still at that point. You know, we got, we got a new travel trailer last year. It's just a kind of, you know, standard bumper pull, but it's longer, and, it, and there's room for the two of us. But, you know, already I'm thinking, okay, now what I want is another smaller travel trailer for just me and the dog on a hunting trip. There you go. Or, 
you know what I really want is I want another four-wheel drive jacked up camperized Ford van so that I can go by myself and just park it wherever I like. All of them work for somebody. And and I, I, I told my sister not three weeks ago, I said, when you go and take delivery on that one that I'm looking at over there in the lot right now, you're going to be unhappy with it the second day. You're going to be making the list of you're going to be making the list of things that you want to change for the next one. And that, you know, that is the RV lifestyle to a degree for everybody. Sure. I think you're right. I at least with cars it's like it, the two of you, you have two cars. Maybe one's an SUV, the other one can be a sports car. But when with a RV it's usually one. Yeah, usually, but uh, don't let my wife hear you say that because <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm lobbying now for another one. <laughs> there you go. Scott, just to revisit what you said about podcast, uh, I was just, when I came over to Bruce's house in, our, in his backyard studio that we have, uh, Bruce's wife was here and we were talking about podcast. I took a little trip down to Southern California and I had on Dana Carvey's new podcast and it was, it's hilariously funny, but in one of the episodes he was talking about his family taking um, trips across states in a small car with um, f- mother and father and, and five siblings. And some of the stories he was telling about traveling with one family in one car for long travel trips, you know, tied into the automotive world. So you you were absolutely right in that, you know, one episode of a, a podcast, whatever it is, you, there are segments that pertain to different things. And it, it's great that way. So I want to, you know, shout out in case you're looking for another podcast to listen to. Uh, check out Dana Carvey's podcast. Love it, and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's good. To, it's good to hear that a comic actually does a podcast that's funny. Oh yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I told Bruce I almost I drove off it, the road. But Dana's funny. Dana's funny. <laughs> um, oh, back back to the new podcast. Um, when I was speaking to Chuck yesterday, um, driving, he mentioned that um, so far the podcast, which I'm sure will get substantial traffic uh, and listenership is is on the rvtravel.com website and soon to be on after you know our podcast we we've managed to spread out a little bit we're on some of the the major podcast outlets and i'm sure that that's in the works for you guys whether it's apple or iHeartRadio or stitcher um yeah. can you fill us in on that and, and what the plans are in in that uh, in that world yeah, and, and, and just FYI for everybody, you guys know this, and I don't want to go too deep into the weeds, but yeah. you, we all strive for all of that. And, and just as an aside, I have another podcast on, on that topic I talked about earlier, Bird Dogs and Bird Hunting. Yes. And it's on, it's on about 19 different podcast websites, I think. I, I, there's a technical term for it, but all of those guys, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, etc., etc. Yes. But but until you put a podcast on your own website, whatever we call it, your server, if yes. you will, uh, you can't even start the process of getting on all those other guys. Yes. So as we speak, we have you know two episodes up and ready. And um, and and the, all of those distribution channels are being exploited right now, and it's simply a matter of waiting for Apple Podcasts to do whatever they do back there, uh, and then we're on. And so I'm looking forward to all of that and seeing the audience grow exponentially once we are. But in the meanwhile, 
Um, and for one good reason, well, more than one good reason, it's really easy to go to rvtravel.com, click on the podcast page, and just listen. And while you're listening, of course, read the rest of the stuff on the website. Sure, you know, there's yeah. ten, there's 10,000 articles on everything from uh, how to change an RV tire to, like you said, um, Bruce, the recipes and things like that. So there's everything out there. Hey, yeah. by the way, that's my fraternity brother, Dave Brubeck. That's right. That was uh, my apologies. That was <laughs> phone call. That, <laughs> I gotta go. I, I put it on. Uh, I should have put it on silence. But that's been my ringtone because it was. You know, I'm going on a little tangent. It was my dad's favorite song through the years. So that's a nice yeah. way to to bring him into focus on when the phone rings thirty times a day. And it shouldn't have. I shouldn't have had. Should have had it on silencer. So I apologize. But oh, I, I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's liter- literally. He and I went to the same music school. Oh, fan. Yeah, he's. Um, the guy I've always admired and enjoyed, but um, yeah, going back to the website, I will reiterate and 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 uh, concur with what you just said. Anybody who is a, whether you've been RVing for like you and Chuck for many many years, or you're a newcomer, the site is so well organized and so clean and and so comprehensive that I tell friends about it all the time because they're just thinking about becoming an RVer or they haven't done it in 10 years, or whatever their circumstances are, uh, I just point them to the website because it's easy to find um, anything. And and Chuck, uh, particularly with his folksy style, you know, he'll take on a topic uh, and he'll comment with uh, his uh, opinions about the world in general sometimes and how it relates to RV or a specific topic, or even once in a while, um, and good for Chuck, he... He uh, he slashes back at someone who's just wrong, you know, and he'll so he's he's obviously very well knowledge and he's a friend, of course. So and I contribute to the site for full disclosure. But anybody who's mildly interested uh, can go on to the site and and not be overwhelmed by technology. It's it's a website that's all encompassing for all levels of RVers. Um, so a shout out to RVTravel.com. Yeah, they um, uh, and and we're talking about being even more inclusive in that regard. In that, um, there is so much interest in in the the uh, the whole realm of RV travel these days for all sorts of reasons. Whether you're, you know, whether you can homeschool your kids and travel to every national park, or you're working remotely and you can do it from anywhere with a cell phone signal, plus. As I said, the two million new RVers out there who are looking for whatever they're looking for, uh, everybody out there is going to be served uh, by RVTravel.com, and the the podcast is going to be kind of one of the flagships in that regard, in that I bring kind of a different perspective than a lot of people because I, I you know I just love love it. I I use it for work. I use it for play and. Uh, and I'm a, you know, I like to think, uh, you know, I'm still teaching. That was my first job, and it will probably be my last job. Gotcha. Hey, uh, early in the podcast episode, Scott, you mentioned about um, more information on people with campgrounds being so crowded, and that ties into the world that we're in now with COVID. Is, is the term boondocking, where people are just kind of pulling over to the side of the road or going to an open beach, or um, what? What areas are now open for people who, gee, they have a, an idea to go to Arizona, but gee, all the po- all the campgrounds are closed. What what other avenues are open to, to uh, RVers? 
Well, th- that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How, whatever you want to call it, off-grid, uh, dry camping, boondocking is the kind of the more common term. And interestingly, one of the big, big uh, genres we're, we're developing on, on the new podcast in particular is helping people who typically don't do that maybe dip their toe into that water. In fact, I just did an interview with with somebody uh, not three or four days ago that is all about that. He's an expert, and, and our goal was, okay, if, if we're used to going and plugging in and hooking up our drinking water and having sewer connections, how do we make that transition so that we can take advantage of all those wonderful places that are still open, still uncrowded, and free? You know, uh, generally speaking, for example, almost all U.S. Forest Service and U.S. Bureau of Land Management properties are open to boondocking. Uh, And you see a lot of that. A lot of the van lifer folks are are really big on that. But so are a whole bunch of other folks with um, bigger RVs. So... That's the first place to start is is understanding that you can camp almost anywhere on federal land. That's not to say you should do it, but you should prepare for it and you can go out and do it. And so we're going to help people who have never done it or who have every experience having, you know, electricity, water and sewer already. Um, But it's it's very popular these days. Yeah, my wife and I, we like the... uh Bureau of Land Management and the uh, National Forest, like you said, we've done that, and it, we really enjoy it because you're away. It's, it's quiet. Yeah, you can go where you yeah. want. And 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 you know what's what's interesting is uh, the, I was talking with somebody yesterday about the same thing. This guy was an electrical expert, and and he found he felt it was this guy's. I, I mean, he knows the stuff inside and out. In fact, he's literally writing the book on it right now, but. Um, he said, you know, most RVers don't understand that the the batteries, the water, fresh water, and the holding tanks on most RVs really do make you self-contained for two, three, four, five days. And they just got to practice that a little bit. And so, you know, if, if if you're concerned about that, practice it in your own backyard or go to an RV park and don't use any of the hookups and build some confidence in you and your RV so that you can go, like you said, uh, Bruce, to some of the more remote areas and know that you're going to, you're not going to starve. You're not going to die of thirst. You're not going to run out of electricity or whatever it is. Practice it. I, I agree. Yes. The main thing was the black water. So, you know, the showers have to start getting shorter, that thing. But, you know, heck, it's, it's not bad at all. No, you, hey, you're supposed to be roughing it. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Hey, Scott, that's probably a great, uh, a great area to, to break on. Talking about new, Blackwater? New, Blackwater. No, yeah. to, to encourage people to, you know, experiment in their own backyard or feel comfortable before they go out or, or uh, you know, visit, obviously visit the website and, uh, the new podcast. So we want to just reiterate, it's uh, it's the new RVTravel.com podcast. It's uh, every episode is 
uh, every Sunday and uh, visit rvtravel.com for now and you can listen to Scott's first two episodes and the third episode I'm assuming will be this Sunday so Scott we want to thank you for kind of filling us in on the the another of uh, the vast area that the site provides this is the latest and I'm sure it'll be a, a great success so thanks for being our guest on our on our podcast the weekly driver podcast we appreciate it thank you, Scott you're welcome and look forward to talking with you down the road. Thanks a bunch. Cheers.